Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Mark Hockman. My favorite ice cream truck treat is Cheetos. Channing Crowder. Hey, hey, Sugarfoot. I wake up, I piss excellence. Alejandro Solana. February. You sound like asthma. I'm naked right now. All right. And moving on. Sports. Someone texts in, they want to know if you'll honk your horn. <laughs> How about that? Now, why did Deerfield Beach proclaim a Channing Crowder day? No idea. Don't throw any eggs in my house, Crowder. More sports. Give me that donkey button and big old legs. I ain't too proud to pig. No, I would never do-do here at the station. The most sports. You telling me you don't want to grab a beer in the middle of the night? And you know what I want for Hanukkah? I want a cameo from Aiken and Dove. The Hawkman and Crowder extravaganza begins now. It is a beautiful day. Excellent song choice. Start out the program. We're at Hollywood Kia, the home of the no-dealer fee. That's why Hollywood Kia is number one. Kia, proud partner of the Miami Dolphins. I am sitting at Hollywood Kia. It is a gorgeous Tuesday. We have a nice breeze coming through. Whoa. Had to sneeze. Ooh, good start there, huh? honey. We talked Bless for you. an hour and a half before the, uh, thank you, Jimmy, talked for an hour and a half before the show started, and that's when the sneeze decided to come out. Um, Javon Holland usually joins us on Tuesdays here at Hollywood Kia, but because it's a short week for the Dolphins, they are at full practice today. So he will not be here. Usually he's with us on Tuesdays because that's their day off, but they play on Friday. They travel, I'm guessing, on Thursday, maybe even tomorrow, and uh, he will not be able to join us out here at Hollywood Kia. And I told you yesterday, Crowder, who was with us at Twin Peaks yesterday, has the rest of the week off because he is in New York with his family. They're going to enjoy the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and they're going to go to the Dolphins game on Friday, and they're going to have some nice family time in New York for Thanksgiving. So Alejandro Solana is out here with me at Hollywood Kia. We've got Riptide tickets to give away if you want to stop by and register. We have a loaded potato of a program for you today. Uh, Will Manso is going to join us. Clay Ferrero, Ben Volen. Ben Volen wrote something for the Boston Globe, Solana. I just love the headline. I think all Dolphins fans probably, in fact, anyone in the AFC East probably does 
in the Boston Globe today. The fall of the Patriots, <laughs> an obsession with value, has led to the lowest point in 30 years. <sighs> and so we'll talk with Ben about the NFL and the fall of the Patriots. And Inject uh, that right into I my veins. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, but we'll take it. No matter how long it took to get here, we will take it. Today is also a Ticket Wizard Tuesday on the Hockman and Crowder program. Traffic tickets happen to everyone. Don't let it ruin your day. Go to TicketWizard.com and stop worrying about it. Five minutes could save you more than $500 on your next ticket. We have a lot of stuff to get to. Hard Knocks does start tonight, the in-season version with the Miami Dolphins. I will be watching. I imagine uh, many people in South Florida will be watching that. Um, and I want to talk today, obviously, about the heat. And I want to give my guy Duncan Robinson That's more cool. love again because he really is. I don't know. At one point I said it, I think, last week, maybe later in the week. Like, at some point we're going to have to stop being surprised by what he's doing out on the court. Like, we're just going to have to assume that that's his game now. But he is fun to watch, man. I mean, that is a that's a story. That's a 30 for 30. Like, a guy comes out of the box. He's ripping it down. Everybody loves him. Fast forward a couple of years, he's riding the bench, right? 11th, 12th, 13th guy on the bench. No minutes. No chance of getting minutes. And then gets a, a break to return because of an injury. And what went on in between then? Because he said it. it. Like, this isn't just, oh, I don't know what's happening. Like, he put in a ton of work. Did you see yesterday after he hit, I think it was he hit a three. He hit his fifth three-pointer yesterday. Comes back running down the court and says, I'm a bad MFer. That's Duncan Robinson. He is feeling himself. That's a new Duncan Robinson. Hey, Spo, have fun telling this badass mother effer that he's got to go back to the pine when Tyler Hero comes back. Because he might get in your grill, Spo. Have fun. Anyway, um, so we'll talk some uh, heat today with Will and Clay. We'll talk some NFL with Ben Volan. I did mention we have Riptide tickets to give away here at Hollywood Kia. Also, if you want to get in on the discounts, Riptide, which is our famous concert on Fort Lauderdale Beach, it's December 2nd and 3rd. We have a Black Friday special underway. You can use the code Black Friday and get $40 off two-day tickets, $20 off single-day tickets, excluding Sunday general admission. The full lineup has been announced. We've mentioned it a number of times. The Black Keys, Jelly Roll, Bleachers, Young the Giant, Dirty Head, Sublime with Rome, Silver Sun Pickups, and more. You can go to RiptideMusicFestival.com for info. Use the code Black Friday to get the discount on tickets. The Riptide Music Festival is powered by Ford and sponsored by Spirit. Travel more with Spirit and the free Spirit MasterCard. Speaking of music, I don't know if you saw Adam Schefter. He posted who the halftime shows will be for Thanksgiving. This oh, Thursday. I did not see that, no. All right, let me bounce these off you Let's and go. see uh, what might appeal to you and what might not. Mm-hmm. Packers at Lions, I believe, is the first game on the docket on yeah. Thursday. The halftime performer is, speaking of the heat, Jack Harlow. Really? Yeah. Mm. A little uh-huh. past his, uh, uh, his first, prime, isn't he? First like, class. 
But you get uh, you get Thursday Thanksgiving. Like you're not going to get Super Bowl caliber okay. uh, performers. I gotcha. But you see what Dan Day just did there. He yells out first class. Mm-hmm. I mean, that song came out seven years ago. Yeah, but so what? I mean, they're still playing. Oh, oh. I mean, <laughs> when did that come out? I mean, we're still doing. Uh, What's the song we're doing? Here? I mean, Peppa's is probably two years old Seven by Seven Nation now. Army? Yeah, Seven Nation Army is like 28 years old. We're doing We Will Rock You. That's from the 70s. Um, anyway, Jack Harlow, Packers and Lions. Commanders at Cowboys is the middle game, usually the feature game, yeah. because the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, would you like to guess? She's been in the news a lot recently because she has a new album out. Hmm. She's doing a lot of media. Uh, Gloria Gaynor. Very good guess. It's Dolly Parton. And I love Dolly Parton. She has a new album out. Um, She was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so she made a rock album. uh, She's done these interviews where she's like, I don't know how I ended up in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've never put out a rock album, so I kind of felt like I needed to do this. But she has got hit after hit. Jimmy, play some Dolly Parton on the show today. You got 9 to 5. Jolene is my favorite Dolly Parton song of all time. And I think Miley Cyrus. I Will Always Love You. Well, I have to be honest. I like Whitney's version better of I Will Always Love You. But she's the originator of that. But, I mean, she's got hit after hit after hit. And then... Again, you want to talk about, you know, well, maybe they've been popular a while ago. Uh, 49ers at Seahawks is the late game, and the halftime performer is Steve Aoki. Let's go. All right. All right. Miami. Little. I like that. Little Miami connection there. Hell yeah. He says Jack Harlow's past is prime, but DJ Benihana, right where you need him. Nah, don't do that. Don't do that to Aoki. That I is mean, his dad. For people who don't know, his yeah. dad uh, started and uh, founded Benihana. He did. He did. Excellent restaurant, by the way, I might add. Um, uh, so it's funny. I was at the, uh, I, I meant to bring this up. At Hard Rock. I was right. at the Hurricanes game on Saturday with my wife and my son, Chris Whittingham. And because <laughs> my real son didn't want to go, it <laughs> was he back. No, he wasn't even home from college. Yet. But Whittingham and uh, Whittingham says to me, hey, I think there's a Benihana here at Hard Rock. And I'm like, really? And so, you know, during a break, we go and sure as bleep. I put it on Instagram. There was video. There's a Benihana and a guy at a hibachi. And he's he's doing the Benny and now he wasn't doing the onion volcano, uh-huh. which I kind of feel like, hey, if you're gonna have the hibachi station out there, you should probably do the onion volcano, but you got a lot of people in line and, and they're they're moving them through. Would you get my wife and Whittingham both got hibachi chicken, um, you know, chicken and rice at the Hurricanes game. I went for what I consider to be a traditional uh football you know, game snack. I had some nachos. Right. Uh, I think I may have had some chicken tenders. Yeah. But I, I didn't want to sit there and, and eat hibachi. Uh-huh. Uh, would you do that? No. Yeah. No. But the line was long, I man. bet. I mean, you see Benihana. Yeah. And you're maybe a little drunk. You've been tailgating. You're like, why wouldn't I get some hibachi right now? Some teriyaki chicken? But they probably... Well, what, what does that run you? Like uh, $33? It's expensive, uh, man. Now, it's not as expensive as a potato at the Panthers game, but <laughs> it is expensive. Fire's fun when you're drunk. Well, I, I think it does soak it up. There's no question. 
But I, I don't I don't know. I mean, they now I will tell you the seats that we had had tables. Like I wasn't in a suite, but we were at those swivel seats right. that had tables, so you can kind of put it down or whatever. But if you're yeah. just sitting in a chair and you're kind of eating the the hibachi, the rice, and the chicken. I don't know, but there was plenty of people in line for it's, it. It's just a chop a chop. If we're if, if we're really gonna get no, to the, the rice, bolts, come on, the rice is so much better. The stir. It's a chop a chop, though. No. In other words, the way you're eating it. I mean, they put it for you in a little bowl. Right, but it tastes better. The, sure. the fried rice tastes better. For sure. Yeah. I, I'm with. I think we've discussed this. I'm at a stadium. I want stadium food. Like I love a steak. Right. You know, I, I eat meat almost every night. Don't give me a steak at a stadium. Right. You put it in sandwich form, maybe, but don't give me like I'm I'm cutting a steak now at a stadium. Right. Uh, even if I'm, they get, I'm in a lounge, they get cutesy nowadays. A lot of these places get cutesy nowadays. Yeah, like I, 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 give me the chicken tenders, nachos, popcorn. Like give me stadium food. I want to get my hands dirty at a football anyway, game. Anyway, the three performers for Thanksgiving Day football: Jack Harlow, Dolly Parton, Steve Aoki. Uh, we have a lot to get to. I've gotten sidetracked here. Let's get headlines to start out the program with Alejandro Solana. Steve Aoki throws a cake yeah. at somebody in the crowd every time he performs. So will he do that on Thanksgiving? He did it at our performance studio. Correct. He sure did. People, like, they want the cake thrown at their face. That's a big deal. Cake me. Yeah. So, I don't know. Will he do that at the Seahawks game? For sure. Even if it gets on the field, because they perform, you know, on the field. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hate to see DK Metcalf go down. Oh, I dare you, know. you to throw something at DK Metcalf. Well, I'm just saying, it, there's cake residue on the field. He uh, twists his ankle, you know, because of a sprinkle. Eh. And now Steve Aoki is the most hated man in Seattle. Right, exactly. And that's a good point. Mm. Yeah. This sports update it's driven by the new Palmetto Ford <laughs> Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford, we know trucks. Bro. The Panthers and the Heat made improbable runs to their respective championship series just four or five months ago. And here we are, a month into their regular seasons. The Florida Panthers win again yesterday. Yep. And the Miami Heat follow up a, a brutal loss on Saturday night the best way possible, which is just laying it on the Chicago Bulls. They got their revenge game last night. Both the Panthers and the Heat are doing things right now in mid-November. They are. There's no question. It's the antithesis of the regular seasons last year. Slow I, starts last year. They never really got streaks going. I'm going to ask Will about it. I'll ask Clay about it. Like, is this, uh, you know, I think I think we talked to someone maybe Thursday or Friday where I said, you know, is the the demise of the Heat based on their offseason maybe a little overstated? We're only 14 games into the season. So I don't know. I will tell you the first 14 games – have gone drastically different than I thought they were going to go, especially based on the first five or six games of the season where it really looked like they were going to fight for a playoff spot. They are the Spider-Man meme because the Florida Panthers started off the season slow. The Heat started off the season slow. And now, a month into the season, they're both on like these ridiculous runs. Yeah. These two teams are just competing for each other, and they mimic each other. It's I love it. fun as hell. The Heat, by the way... They're back in action tomorrow. They're on this road trip. They uh, they play the Cleveland Cavaliers on the road. The Florida Panthers are in action again tomorrow. Every night, these two teams play on the same day. I know. So annoying. I'm over it. Uh, the Panthers play the Bruins tomorrow at the Amarant Bank Arena. Yeah, it's going to be packed. Packed. It was packed last night for Edmonton. 
Last night, the Eagles got their revenge over the Kansas City Chiefs. They were down most of the game, but they held the Chiefs scoreless in the second half. Just Valdez the Scantling, I don't know if you saw, because you were doing the Heat game, I don't know if you saw Valdez Scantling drop the game-winning pass. Wide open. In the end zone. Wide open. There's, a, there's like these still shots of him with the ball in his possession, and then the next shot, the ball is like six yards in yeah. front of him, and he's laying. It's very slippery. Him. It was a rainy night, but you got to catch that. Ball hits your fingertips. You bring it in. It wasn't even fingertips. The rule. Like it was in his hands. That's the rule. So right now, you've got the Kansas City Chiefs. That was actually a big result for the Miami Dolphins because the Kansas City Chiefs, they drop to 7-3 and three right now in the NFL. Ravens are 8-3. and three. Chiefs are 7-3. and three. Jags are 7-3. and three. Dolphins are 7-3. and three. Browns are 7-3. and three. If the Dolphins win on Friday, at least for just two days, Hawk, they will be the, the leaders for the American Football Conference. AFC champions. Yes, sir. For two days, at least. At least. At least. Also, uh, some more news in the NFL. Steelers, they fired offensive coordinator Matt Canada. Mm-hmm. Blame Canada. They've been outgained every single game this season. All right. Your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm, youraccidentattorneys.com, free consultations 24-7, 866-954-MORE. There was uh, this story about Stephen Ross. I don't know if... uh... Andy Slater tweeted something out. And Andy Slater, I find to be extremely reliable when it comes to news. Andy Slater does a radio show up in West Palm Beach, sports radio show. He tweeted out, Slater Scoop, Dolphins owner Stephen Ross is in talks to sell a minority stake in the team, Hard Rock Stadium, and F1 Miami to hedge fund manager Ken Griffin. Multiple sources tell him. So, um, you know, that would be uh, a line of succession, if you would. I don't know how much of a minority stake he would be buying, but uh, there is that. Yeah, and Barry Jackson followed that up. He said, per league source, talks are preliminary, and as Andy Slater noted, it would be just for a minority stake Mm -hmm. in all three. Ross's thinking is to raise additional funds to further invest in real estate and sports. He's not selling the team, the stadium, or the rights to I mean, F1 the Miami. Dude gets stuff done. I, I was uh I told you I went to the game Saturday with Whittingham. You know, we had the these parking passes in the maroon lot. So the maroon lot, you have to walk across the F one track and then you walk through the garages. It's a great lot. Awesome. But it's so cool to be walking on the F one track and then into the garages. You're in the paddock, it's, which is where all the celebrities hang that's out. That's where the Martin Brendel, Brundle, whatever his name is, he yeah. does the, the walking interviews there. Right there. But to have that right in our backyard, like to have an F1 track just right in the backyard, pretty uh, pretty damn cool. Yeah, man. There's just nothing like Miami Gardens. You know what I mean? I'm like, telling you. It's a uh, worldwide destination. You got tennis. You got F1. You Sonic, got Dolphins. Kane. You got Sonic. Yeah. You got the diner. You got the, the diner, diner, stadium diner. You got yeah. the stadium hotel. A place for vacation. That's right. Good call, Jimmy. Miami Gardens, man. On the up and up. You love to see it. Shout out Steven Ross. That's where St. Uh, Thomas is. <laughs> Everything comes back to St. Thomas. Jimmy will Jimmy. work any possible way to work Blowing us Saint up Thomas. on the text thread last night yeah. about their next opponent. Yeah. Nobody cares. He's oh. giving me, like, on text a, a preview of Kaiser uh, College. NAIA. And they're going to get blown out by Kaiser, too. That's the best part. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, Jimmy. <laughs> it is a, uh, a beautiful day. Hawk wasn't lying here Gorgeous. in Hollywood. Kia, that is your weather. All right. Uh, Will Manso is going to join us in the next segment. 
You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. This is what Instagram was made for. Me and Tree eating hot dogs. Hawk and Crowder. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're at Hollywood Kia. Usually Javon Holland with us on Tuesdays, but uh, he is working, actually. It's usually his day off, but they've got practice today. He's working, so he can't be here Crowder, he's got the day off. He's not working. He's got the rest of the week off for Thanksgiving. Solana and I are out here at Hollywood Kia, Pembroke Road, and State Road 7. Beautiful afternoon out here. And uh, Will Manso is on the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. Now, Will Manso, sports anchor at Local 10. You also see him on Valley Sports Sun hosting the uh, the heat broadcasts. And uh, there is a ton of to talk about, Will, because we've got Dolphins and Canes and Heat and Panthers and Hard Knocks starting tonight. But I just want to start by marveling at what Duncan Robinson has become. So go ahead. Uh, The floor is yours. 60 seconds on Duncan Robinson. I mean, you could talk 60 minutes on the way he's been playing it late. (laughs) it's, It's to the point where... You know, we knew Duncan had worked on his game, played a lot of two-on-two in the offseason, really working on, on just picking rolls and pushing pace and moving to the basket and finishing and driving and kicking. But, I mean, to see him actually do it and do it at such a high level, and then he's still that elite three-point shooter, one of the best in the league, and his heat records left and right. So to see him just be able to finish, drive, kick, facilitate. He had seven assists the other night. Last night he kept knocking down threes. I mean, Duncan is finishing highlight real layups. He is playing the best basketball of his career, which is wild for a player who's been a big part of Heat Runs, went through the, the down and the struggles and the questions about his future and his role. And not, not only is he that role again, but he's exceeded it with the way he's playing. And, oh, by the way, final thought on that, he's playing defense. So you can play him in crunch time because he's not getting abused defensively. Teams aren't just attacking him, and it's with ease that they're scoring. So everything across the board has improved, and right now he's one of the best Heat players night in and night out. It's an incredible story. I was kind of half-joking with Solana earlier in the show where I said you could do a 30-for-30 on this guy because he was done. Like, he was at the end of the bench. He was done. He was getting no minutes. And I said to Solana, like, I've heard you talk to him. Like, it's not just a miracle. Like, he worked hard. But you point out something great, which is every place that you could knock his game – he improved on, right? He was yeah. just, okay, Absolutely. he's got to be wide open for three, and if he's not, he's just kind of a, 
a lost player out there, and you can run at him. And now you can't. He's a he's a decent defender. He drives mm-hmm. to the basket. He made was it Wembanyama that he uh, put him on skates the other night? Yeah. Like, left him in the dust. Yeah. I mean, it it really is a remarkable story, isn't it? Like he's worked yeah. hard though to get to here. And one thing you said there, you used the word lost on, you know, as far as being, he was also lost mentally, I think, a bit. I think he was down, and I love Duncan, and I've always appreciated his candor, and, you know, he has his podcast. He's a very open guy telling stories about what's on his mind, but I think he was really on his mind of how difficult this was because he worked so hard to get to the level he got to, and it all came crashing down. And I think mentally... It was hard on him, and he didn't. He wasn't the same fun-loving guy in interviews and in conversations, and he just looked like things were in his head. And he's always been respectful. He's always been a good guy, but he just didn't look happy because he wasn't. And it wasn't about mad at the organization or mad at Coach Spo or anything like that. It was more with himself, like how can I allow myself to get to this point? What can I do? And instead of pouting or, or just collecting his check and saying, whatever, I'll get an opportunity elsewhere, he put his head down, he worked, and again, now he's better than ever. And that is a credit to him. It's a credit to the staff for trusting him. It's a credit for everyone to just letting him get through this, and his evolution has just been incredible. Will, I, I talked about this with Tommy Tigon, on uh, the postgame show on the radio last night, and I know Tyler Hero had the best start to his career this season, and he's earned a starting spot. But you so. have to trade him. <laughs> no. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun. I'm sorry. Got carried away. I'm I'm not suggesting that Tyler Hero is better suited off the bench. It's it's I, I don't I don't think we can have that conversation just yet. However, I will say, with the way Duncan Robinson is playing, how the hell can Eric Spolster when Tyler Hero, I know he's out of the walking boot now and he's healthy in three, four weeks, whatever the case may be. How the mm-hmm. hell can Spo look at Duncan Robinson if he continues to play like this and say, hey, sorry, go sit back on the pine to start these games because Hero's back. Like, again, I get it. It's Tyler Hero. He makes more. He ma- he makes it all I mean, money. And the, the, the ceiling is higher for Hero. But how? How can Spo have that conversation with Duncan? I think he can have that conversation because he's had that conversation or tough conversations with everybody that's come to the Heat system. He's had that conversation with Dwayne Wade late in his career. I mean, he's had that conversation with players and young guys about playing time, uh, younger guys going to Sioux Falls, having to grind in the G League. I mean, Eric Spolstra understands what makes this team better. And trust me, if Spo finds a situation where he really feels that Tyler needs to be on the bench, I do not think that's going to happen, by the way. But if that were the case, he would have that conversation just like he did when he did put him sixth man, and he was sixth man of the year. I just think in his mind, there are so many pieces. We haven't even talked about Caleb, who's now coming back and hopefully into form soon. Spo's got so many options. And I think more importantly, back to Duncan, Duncan now, I think, has crossed that mental hurdle where he has confidence in his game. He doesn't care if you bring him off the bench, if you put him in closing time, opening time, middle of the game time. I mean, when he is in the game, he knows he's going to make plays. You saw it. There was a, and I can't say it because it's a, the old. Let's say it. Work. Let's go but ahead and say it. He's a bad bench. what? Will? Bad what is he? M M F. He is a, a bad man. I said last time the broadcast, he's a bad man. And he knows it. So I don't think it, that's why I don't think it matters because I don't think it'll ruin his confidence or his ability of what he's doing and his improvement in hard work if Tyler comes back and starts, which I think he will. How about this, though? The offseason moves or lack of offseason moves by the Heat, uh, has it been greatly overstated how it was going to affect the team? Because 
They've been just fine so far. It was it was a weird start because uh, game one, who was it that they it was the Pistons, the, Pistons, Pistons, by one. the one point after that crazy comeback in the the beginning of the season. But now fourteen games in, I don't want to jinx them. Fourteen games in, they have the longest winning streak that they've had since whenever. They yeah. look good, and again, I I, I don't want to go. And before the season started, talk about how the regular season doesn't matter. And now that they're winning 14 games in, I don't want to talk about how the regular season now matters. But the demise of the Heat program, because they didn't get Damian Lillard or they didn't get Bradley Beal and they lost Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, has that been overstated? Like, are they just fine? Yes, and I think it was overstated for the simple reason that Damian Lillard was a home run. Damian Lillard was yeah. a superstar. Damian Lillard was a clear upgrade to saying, okay, we got the third superstar. Where Tyler's on the rise, you get Damian Lillard, there is no question about it. You've got your next superstar, the guy who can really carry the load for Jimmy at times and obviously for Bam as well and be that next piece. Now, would that have equated for instant success and they're winning a championship? Who knows? We'll never know, right? I mean, it's just the way it worked out. But the Heat never felt bad about it because they knew, look, we believe in Tyler. We believe Duncan's work hard. We drafted Jaime with the purpose of playing him. We've seen what Hayward Highsmith has done to work his way in the system. We know what we have with Jimmy and Bam and others. They didn't panic because they knew what they had. They knew that these guys bought into the system, had worked hard, and were going to be a good team. I will say, though, there is a different level of regular season this year than last year. I think it's evident that the new energy brought on by Duncan Rejuvenated, brought on by Tyler early in the season, you know, wanting to be that next-level score, brought on by Hayward Highsmith getting opportunities to start, brought on by Jaime Hawkins Jr., the energy is a rookie. There's a different energy that night in and night out, it, it doesn't feel like these guys are just going through the motions. Where, let's be honest, last year there were times where it felt like guys were going through the motions. Like, we'll be all right. We'll turn it on. They got lucky. They got lucky. They turned it on just in time in the second play-in game and found a way to make that incredible run. They don't want to do that this year. It's clear they don't. Is Jimmy going to be Jimmy 82 nights a year? No. He doesn't have to be. But I think we're seeing enough energy and enough this motivation in the regular season that these guys are focused on not doing what they did last year in the regular season. So, Will, you're with me, right? Uh, Jaime Jaquez Jr. locked to be a Hall of Famer? Oh, I mean, I got his jersey up and the, and the rafters already. <laughs> it's, it's, it's slowly hidden. But he's been incredible because he's fooled me in the sense that, you know, I knew Spo had praise for him in camp. But, you know, Spo throws praise on his young guys, what he believes in. But it was like an extra praise on high make. He just talked about him like he fit in this system so perfectly. Everyone was talking about, you know, who follows the Heat. Was well, it going to be Nico? Is it going to be high make? Nico had a great offseason with, with playing in the overseas and all the things he did. Uh, and by the way, credit to Nico. He's working hard to get back into shape and to form after an injury. And he was sick for a bit. But Jaime's just stepped in and he looks like an NBA player from day one, like ready to go. They He's always open, Will. He's always open. Always. The three point shooting is great. The right Always open. Yeah. He's been a pleasure. He's been a pleasure. Yeah, he's been with everyone. Let me uh, let me shift gears here because I guess there was a little uh, hubbub. I saw Barry Jackson reference it. I didn't see the back and forth the last couple of days, but you and George Sedano have been uh, going back and forth, different opinions on Mario Cristobal, the state of the University of Miami mm-hmm. football program. Now, where do you stand? Like, Look, you and I were both proud UM grads. I'm in a weird spot with the Hurricanes football team because the recruiting has been good, and I do feel like they're on the right track. I feel, though, with the amount of money that has been earmarked for this program, 
we should have seen more drastic on-field results by the end of season two, and uh, we're not really there. Were they six and five right yeah. now, yeah. going into Friday's game? And, so I don't know yeah, where and, you stand on it. And that is at the at the real center of my point was that what I said, what started all, we don't have. I mean, it was a lot. So basically, it was just basically. I think the University of Miami football program on the Mario Cristobal has not made progress this year, has not made what I would call progress a step forward because they've allotted more talent. There's no doubt they've got more talent in certain spots. Maybe not enough, obviously, but enough to compete. They've been in games to win, and they haven't. They've lost games in similar fashion we've seen in the past. We've seen the time management issues, the debacle at Georgia Tech, and what has been the constant for Miami football over the years, no matter the coach, right? there's a breaking point where it all goes downhill. That breaking point was the not kneeling against Georgia Tech. They're two and five since then. So everyone who tells me like, oh, they got closer against Florida State. And that was Sedano's argument was, well, they're having closer losses. I'm sorry, man. If the standard at UMS were losing better, I, that, that to me, that's like some Cam Cameron type of stuff. Like that does not fly. If you have opportunities to win football games and you're getting players that put you in those opportunities, as a staff, you have to win those games. That's how you're judged because – College football is not the same. Hawk, you mentioned recruiting. Recruiting is great. But now with the portal, you recruit a class, and it's great, and everybody calls it top seven or top eight, and in two years, half those guys are gone. You don't know. It's a year-to-year. There is no such thing as long-term building in college football. Every year is a new challenge. I talked to a coach recently who said the same thing from another sport. He said, I feel like I have to re-recruit my guys when the season ends. And it's true. So to say that this was some success at six and five, two and five in their last seven, by the way, two of the, the both wins were in overtime. It's not exactly like they're pounding teams. Yeah, they came close against, closer against FSU. Yeah, they beat Clemson. But they also beat Georgia Tech last year by three touchdowns, and they lost them this year. And they scored six points at NC State. So you can't fool me into thinking that this was some major success and leap. That was my point. That does not mean that I don't think Mario Cristobal can change this, fix this, and he's the wrong guy for the job. I still think he's the right guy for the job. Yeah, see, that's where I'm at. That's where it gets confused by people. If you say what you just said or what I said, people go, oh, so you're done with Mario. I'm not done with Mario. First of all, I'm a, I'm a pragmatist. You can't be done with Mario. They spend too much money. They don't have – they're, they're, they're not sending them any. He's going to be here for a while. But I'm yes. not done with him regardless. All I'm saying is at 6-5, and five, at the end of Season 2, with the amount of money that has been poured into the football program, I mean, literally no expense was too great. You should have more to show for it. That's it. I That's mean, all Louisville, I'm saying. Look, I'll just say, look at Louisville. You see it all over the country. Look at Louisville. First-year head coach goes out and gets a quarterback in the portal he trusts. They're playing for the ACC title, which Miami has done one time in 20 years. I mean, you can't use that excuse anymore, Hawk. You can't. I I left it with this with Sedano, and I love Sedano. We just disagreed on this. I said, you can say all you want about progress and moving forward. I believe Mario's the right guy to move forward. This year, he did a bad job. I'm okay saying that. On field. On on field coaching, he did a bad job. Correct. And that, unfortunately, is a part of the equation when it comes to winning. Yes, getting acquiring talent and having a lot of it is nice, and that's a big part of the process. If you don't coach them, develop them, you know, yeah, they have a bunch of young kids that are playing well. People forget two years ago Tyler Van Dyke was the ACC Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Now everyone can't wait to leave. So you can't just focus and say, okay, we're going to be okay for the future because we got a few talented kids. It takes more than that. I, I do think, Will, uh, part of Sedano – 
his argument was that he was a little wine drunk on an airplane. He might have been trolling <laughs> Will a little bit, Hawk. I, I think I think there there's that element. But I do agree with a part because I, I agree with you guys watching from afar here as a, a proud FIU grad. Uh, sure. Grad, yeah. yeah. 2019, we beat you. I want to th- just remind you there quickly, right. Will. Uh, no, but but part of what he was saying was if the Canes had a competent or elite quarterback, they're probably winning most of those games that they lost. And when when you consider well, also that, coaching though they win the Georgia Tech game like they did enough to win the Georgia Tech game that was strictly on the coach. But but FSU like the talent gap I understand the argument where the talent gap isn't that far the clear talent gap is at the quarterback position and if the Canes are able to acquire yes and no a, I I, an elite I, quarterback, I understand what you're I mean, saying for me the problem is just you can look at it in black and white I can tell it was Manny's final record eight and three his final season eight, no, eight, eight three seven and five yeah eight, eight three, three seven, seven five, and five last two years yeah. I mean you know now you're you're too I'm telling you you just shoveled more money into this football program than ever before and you're looking at either seven and five or six and six when it's all said and done. Yeah. Like that's by the way, it's just so not enough your for point, me. To your point, that it's the final point on this on quarterbacks. I mean, whose fault is it for not having one or for continuing to develop the one you have? That's on coaching. So as a quarter, you, you can't say, well, they don't have a quarterback. Well, I mean, who's, whose fault is that? As a staff, you have to identify that when you come in and go get your quarterback. The best hurricane season in the last decade was what when they went out and got the Eric King as a transfer, and he and it's the only ACC title game never played. Credit to him. I mean, that's. College football now. Florida State, everybody talks about Mike Norvell and the job he's done. I mean, he's got a, a quarterback. Poor kid got hurt last week. But, I mean, who's just a six-year player who's one of the best QBs in the country. That's the way you win. You're right. But it's easier said than done. As a staff, you got to find him. You can't just say, oh, one day we'll get a quarterback and be okay. No, you got to get the quarterback, develop him, and put talent around him. Will, here are the three halftime performers for this Thursday's NFL Thanksgiving Day games. You tell me which is your favorite. You ready? Okay. Packers-Lions game. Halftime is Jack Harlow. I like Jack Washington, Harlow. Washington-Dallas. Okay. Washington-Dallas. Halftime is Dolly Parton. I mean, come on. I mean, it's a legend. Okay. And 49ers at Seahawks. Halftime performer Steve Aoki. I mean, but I like all three for various mm-hmm. reasons, but you can, mm-hmm. I mean, Dolly. I mean, you can't. Dolly. Dolly's a legend. hundred percent. You can't say Dolly Parton and say, like, okay, Steve Oak is cool. Okay, you know, Jack Harlow's got good music. It's Dolly Parton. I mean, no, yeah. she's number one. Yeah, she's Solana's the one shaking I, I his head. But, but like, I, I, Solana, I'm not certain that you know her entire library of work. I mean, she is. Now, what do you want to see her sing, though, Thursday? Jolene? I mean, Jolene, she's always got to go there. And she's obviously going to say 9 to 5. I saw 9 to 5 in a movie recently, like a new release. So that kind of came back. You know, I mean, she could sing anything she wants. She's going to make good. And the thing about Dolly Parton is she's beloved by so many of the yes. contemporary singers, right? So, like, like pop artists and rappers and everybody loved Dolly Parton. So she could yep. collaborate with any genre and still be incredible. I like Dolly Parton. I, I, I do understand her. Uh, I don't think you appreciate her enough. Perhaps not, but I don't I, like. I'm thinking Thanksgiving. You just put down five pounds of turkey. Dolly Parton's gonna get up there, sing some songs that aren't like keeping me awake. Is what all. keeping me awake? No, you are wildly incorrect. Steve Aoki. Yeah, sorry that you need a cake yeah. thrown in your face to keep you <laughs> yeah. awake with Steve Aoki. Because there's nothing I want more than him, Jack Harlow, sing Tyler Hero on Thanksgiving. That's just what I want. That would be great, right, if he did that in, in Detroit. Just a, like you can't do that. But Dolly Parton, yeah, Dolly Parton, I think, uh, wins that running away. Uh, yeah. You going to watch Hard Knocks tonight, Will? 
Uh, probably not. I will catch up with. I probably will not watch it tonight. I've got I've got to just finish some stuff at work before uh, the heat tomorrow. But I will be watching Hard Knocks. Yeah, I'm looking forward. You're to interested. It. And can, can I tell you something though? Uh, and I, I say this: I've never watched Hard Knocks. Not what? even when the Dolphins were on it. I only watched really? clips of it that they sent. I've never actually sat down and watched Hard Knocks. I, but I think you guys know that I don't watch TV at all. I don't watch Netflix shows. I don't really. There's like very few shows I've watched. So I'm not a big like binger. So I've never watched that show. I just interesting. I, I, does yes, Giselle, your wife it. Giselle uh, Espinalis from uh, NBC Six, does she uh, does she watch a lot of TV shows or no? Oh my God, she loves she loves. She's like it, our our nighttime when we chat and catch. She says, "Okay, I got to catch up on my shows." She'll turn over and she's watching. Like <laughs> last night, I think she's watching Suits. I don't know some show she likes Suits. I'm like, yeah, Meghan Markle. And I, the great thing about Giselle, and I think all husbands and wives figure this out, is that you know the mood she's in by the what she's watching. Like if she's watching Grey's Anatomy, I have to leave the house because I know she's not. She's <laughs> She's sad. Something's wrong. The kids are bothering her. She's emotional. I have to go for a run or something because she's watching Grey's Anatomy. If she's watching like Narcos, which by the way I love Narcos, then I'm like, okay, cool. She's in a kind of an interested, fun vibe. So I, I can always tell when she's watching the mood she's in. Interesting. So what are you doing when she's streaming and, and catching up on her shows? You online, on Twitter, Instagram? Yeah, I'm usually reading articles. I'm usually reading huh. something on it off. Yeah, off Twitter or something. He's yeah, fighting I'll, I'll with Sedano on Twitter. He's fighting, fighting with yeah, last, last night, I'm like fighting with Sedano, and then I'm like side texting. I'm like, we need a glass of wine and get drunk over this crap. That's you funny, know? man. All right, Will Manso from Local Ten. Have a great Thanksgiving, Will. You too, guys. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk soon. There you go, Will Manso. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. We'll break down some bowel movements here in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Hawk and Crowder. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.